Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is here. We'll hear an interview with Bob Stoops, done by Sean Guastamacchia, coming up in just a few minutes. Also, Jamie Eisenberg joins us. Don't go away. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you. It is the second hour of the show, and we got you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. Full-time fantasy takes over at that point. You can call and say hello to me or Sean Guastamaki, my producer, 844-843-6879. You can also catch Sean over on his At The Betting Window show at 4 o'clock Eastern. In case you missed it earlier this week, he had Bob Stoops on. We're going to play... Uh, a chunk of that interview that he did, which is uh, pretty interesting stuff, I think, uh, coming up here in just a minute. Just to give you some quick updates here, uh, top of the hour updates. Uh, Terry McLaurin, no practice for him, did not practice for the Redskins. Mark Andrews, good news pointing up for him, uh, did practice. And looks like he'll be able to play this weekend against the Browns. Chris Godwin, uh, they're saying is a game-time decision, but did practice Today, so that's arrow pointing up on him, and it looks like at this point there's just uh, there's nothing positive for T.Y. Hilton and his quad, so uh, Hilton will not play. Uh, Devin Singletary practiced again, so it looks like T.J. Yeldon goes back to the bench. Singletary is a complimentary back at this point to Frank Gore. Uh, no word yet on Devontae Adams. Uh, earlier today was reported that it is a turf toe, which is usually a minimum of a two-week deal so if you have Adams and Scantling or Allison is somewhere on your waiver wire you make sure that you want to pick them up and that pretty much covers the injury updates here on this Friday edition of the show Uh, in case you missed at the window Sean had Bob Stoops on his program one of the great coaches in all of college football of course took Oklahoma to a national championship and several others where they didn't win and he joined him earlier this week here's a a little bit of a of a chunk of that from uh, from Bob Stoops. I knew I would, though. That doesn't mean it's wrong. I, I knew I'd miss it when that's all you've done. And yeah. I describe it as uh, my first year out was incredibly awful. The second year was just awful. So that that's uh, working my way to something positive. But in the end, I, you know, I, I'm, I knew that would be the case. So I'm not surprised by that. I was aware of that when I did step away. And um, I just I was just complete at Oklahoma. And, uh, and I said that, that I had run my race there and felt great about it. I knew I had the right guy to hand it off to. Yep. And I knew I had a mature, uh, experienced team that would be able to handle it. And they did. So in the end, uh, I don't know what will come. Um, you know, who, who knows what's down the road? I didn't do this with any intention that this would lead to something else. 
So anyhow, I'm just excited. You know, I don't need to go do this to for people to call me about a job. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, uh, you never know where the good Lord's going to lead you, and we'll see. But I'm excited about this opportunity. Uh, absolutely, and, and the new book is No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, talking with Bob Stoops, the former Oklahoma Sooners head football coach. All right, Bob, you, you talk about in, in this book turning things around at Oklahoma. Great tradition when you went there in 99 and you turned around and won a national championship. When you look back now, what was, and maybe you could talk about what you wrote in the book, what was the most important thing you, you did when you first took over there the first year at Oklahoma to, to have the success that I you think had? Re, re, I think rebuilt our players' psyche. Uh, they had a really, really poor self-image of themselves from all the down years, not having in bowl games, not having winning seasons. Uh, even in the community, they were really had a bad image, self-image, and and I just started rebuilding that first, that, look, this is – and that's kind of where the no excuses comes from. I said, we're a championship program. Just look at the decades of championships. And I started showing them those those teams that won championships and all the great players, the All-Americans. And little by little, they started realizing we're not hiding from this. There's no excuses for us not to be these kind of teams and these kind of players. And, 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 and I said, and even me, there's no excuse for me not to be a – a coach like Barry Switzer or Bud Wilkinson. I got to look at their statues every single day. So, you know, we're not hiding from this. This is what we are to be. And I started building, you know, that way. And they, they, they finally, I think, had something to identify with and started to raise their expectations. And then I told them, look, we're going to work in a way that you're going you're gonna to know you earned the right to expect to win. Like we, when you work the way we're going to work, you're going to expect to win and you're not going to be satisfied if you don't. And little by little, it happened. Uh, you know, we won seven in our first year, and then we won it all 13-0, and 0, you know, in our second year. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. What, 13-2 to 2 over the Florida State Seminoles? I remember that, that, that football game. Uh, what, what a great game, defensive showing that was for the Oklahoma Sooners. And you were at Florida. You were the defensive coordinator at Florida before that, and you won a national championship under Steve Spurrier. So a uh, great career that you have had. Out of all of the players you've coached, Bob, Right, and I know Baker Mayfield's going to come to mind. Everyone's going to, you know, they live in the moment. Baker is the hot thing right now in the NFL. Uh, who would you say was your the best player you ever coached at Oklahoma? Uh, that's impossible to say. They're all different <laughs> at different positions. You know what I mean? That's like you choosing what your what who is your best child or favorite child. I mean, you can't do that. And gosh, I've been so blessed to have so many great players, and in offense, defense, different positions. Uh, uh, gosh, well, I've been so lucky. I mean, I, I, could, I don't have time to give you all the names. I know, I know. It's, it's a long right, – talk about Baker Mayfield then, Bob. It's just a special player and great leader, natural leader, tough, competitive, and his talent, which, which can't be understated is his arm talent, ability to escape and make, make plays when they're not there. And he, at college, you know, I haven't seen all the NFL games, but he throws people open better than anybody I've ever been around. All right, there you go, Bob Stoops on uh, on on our network. Pretty cool over on SportsGrid, and certainly one of the great coaches in college. And I agree with Sean. I think he ends up back in the college game. It may take a year or two, and it may not be in the uh, you know perfect situation. But I certainly think he could be back. I mean, you look around the Southeastern Conference; there are going to be a lot of different options. I think for uh, Stoops to get back into the game. All right, coming up next, it's time for a little fantasy football trust or bust. We bring in Sean Glastamake. He's going to throw some players at me, and I'm going to tell you if you can trust them or if they will be busts coming up this weekend in fantasy. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our show, especially if you're listening to us 
on iTunes or Android or anywhere where you hear podcasts, including Stitcher. Like, subscribe to our show. Give us five stars if you wouldn't mind. Trust or bust is next. Don't go away. Money Now 100 is not a any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to money100.com and got the $5 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to moneynow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to moneynow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit moneynow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to moneynow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to moneynow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to moneynow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar moneynow100.com. That's moneynow100.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit moneynow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to moneynow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to moneynow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to moneynow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar moneynow100.com. That's moneynow100.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you, and we got you here until 2 o'clock Eastern, and then Adam Ronis, Dr. Roto, will take over at that point. 
Can't wait to uh, hear what they have to say about today's interesting information in fantasy football and maybe some baseball as well. Adam is trying to win some fantasy leagues in baseball this weekend. I'm trying to hang on in one of my leagues, man. Really close in this head head league that I'm playing in. Uh, A lot of decisions have to be made this weekend in fantasy, in betting, and everything else. And, Sean, are you going to be out at the FanDuel Sportsbook this weekend? Yes, I will. Saturday, I'm doing the in-game live with Joe Lisi from 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern. So, yes, I'll be there all afternoon. Okay. I'll be uh, checking in on you as as some of my games go off on Saturday. I never get a break, man. Never get a break. I feel like the (laughs) the, the, the Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday are like my days off, sort of. Uh, aside from doing this show with the betting and the fantasy, like I feel like I could breathe, and then it's just Thursday comes, and it's like, ah, you're back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, fantasy football trust or bust. What do we got for this week? Let's throw some uh, names at me. By the way, Jamie Eisenberg, stay tuned because Jamie Eisenberg is coming on with us in about 10 minutes from now from CBS Sports, and he's got some great, great options for DFS as well. So, all right, let's fire away. Sean, let's see if we, how many guys we can get through on this segment. Here. All right, let's go. Uh, let's start with a stack. So Josh Allen, John Brown, Bills quarterback and wide receiver against the Pats. Trust or will they be a bust? Oof, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, I, I think Buffalo can keep the game close. I wouldn't rule that out. But I'm going to say bust for this week. I'll give you my Allen. My Josh Allen projections are uh, 221 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, 35 rushing yards. John Brown, I'll give you four catches for 56 yards. And then was there a third player in this? that you No, just those by? two guys. Uh, if, if you want to throw in a third, Devin Singletary, expected back. Uh, ah, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Bust. Nothing. nothing. All right. Uh, uh, Devin Singletary is not a bust. It's just uh, at the beginning of the season, I think I was perfectly clear on this to you and to Joe you like and to everybody up. else. I like Devin Singletary. But Frank Gore is going to play. You, you are not go. It does not matter what Singletary looks like. Frank Gore, wherever he goes, plays. And and everyone should have known that going into the season. I saw it here in Miami. Lat- now, look, Kenyon Drake has not looked good for the Dolphins this year. But Kenyon Drake is a more talented running back at this stage of the NFL than Frank Gore. Frank Gore played a lot more than Kenyon Drake. And this year, Frank Gore is going to play more than Devin Singletary. It's going to continue like this. It is not going to stop. It is going to be hard to play Singletary in any fantasy league the rest of the season. It's going to be tough because Gore is always going to be there. Yeah, and he's 36 years old. When is he going to stop? But uh, yeah, it, it, he's not, it he not is not going to stop. And by the way, yep. and by the way, even if Singletary plays very well, here's what else is going to happen. The coaching staff is going to give Gore the ball on the goal line. It is, and, and next year, Singletary will be great. He'll probably be a second-round pick in fantasy, and he'll deliver you great value. But not right now. Not right now. All right. It's let's, not going to happen. Let's go to uh, the Vikings wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. Oh, oh. Trust or will he be a bust? Uh, Killing me. At Chicago. Killing me, Stephon Diggs. Bust. Bust. <laughs> wow. Bust. Kirk Cousins. I, I don't think they trust Kirk Cousins at all anymore. This is a horrible matchup against the Bears. At least Thielen looks usable at this point, but I was completely wrong as to how Minnesota's offense was going to look. I fully expected Cook to be good. I did not expect to, for Cook to be good and them to say, you know what, even when Cook is, is, is playing, let's put Madison in there too and give him 10 more carries. They're not throwing the ball. You, uh, Kirk Cousins is is not just not a, no longer a uh, QB1. I don't even know if he's a QB2. 
he's just for the money they paid him I'm shocked that this is the direction that they want to go but they clearly do not have the faith that this guy should be throwing 30 passes in a game and if they have to you saw the results a couple of weeks ago against the Packers threw the ball in the back of the end zone on first and goal yeah. for a pick uh, I don't think that this is Diggs fault although Diggs has had some self-inflicted wounds this year with a pass interference call and also taking his helmet off causing a big penalty uh, but Diggs at the end of the year man his numbers, I don't think, are going to come close to what we thought. It, uh, now, look, the Minnesota's had a rough schedule, man. They've played some really good teams, no doubt. Uh, but it's it ain't going to get that much easier, and I think Diggs is a bust. And I have Diggs, and I need him to play well, but i got to call it how it is. All right, that hits uh, close to home, it, it sounds. So uh, sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, Greg. All yeah. right, uh, keeping with the uh, wide receiver theme, Mike Williams against the Miami Dolphins. Trust or will he be a bust? Well, if you don't mind, I think let's skip this one, right? Because he's uh, hasn't practiced at all this week, right? If I'm not mistaken, so okay. he's, he's got so to play to be trusted. All right, so uh, well, I mean, he's got he's got. I, I can't give an opinion on somebody that hasn't practiced all week and, and is questionable for the game. So I'm, that that would just be uh, not fair to anybody listening. So give me give me a healthy player, and I'll and I'll t- or or a semi somebody who's not uh, doubtful on the injury list. All right, Sean. T.J. Hawkinson against the Chiefs. Trust her. Oh, he's done. He's done. T.J. Hawkinson. <laughs> he could have caught T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, wow. Well, no, he had a good. He look. He he's had his opportunities. Okay, let's give him that. But TJ Hawkinson is a perfect example of your streaming tight end in fantasy, and you got to find the right spots. But I will say this. It could be this week. It may not be. But I have to put my you-know-what on the line. I'm going to say bust. I think Hawkinson at some point again is going to have a week like he did week one. But after week one at the tight end position, here is what happens. Teams watch film. They see that Matthew Stafford is checking down a lot and throwing over the middle to Hawkinson. They put a linebacker on him. They bring over a safety and say, Kenny Galladay, you beat us. Marvin Jones, you beat us. Now, guess what? It hasn't been Galladay. It's been Marvin Jones. But this creates a fantasy dynamic that looks like a bust to me. So I am going to continue to say bust unless I see different. All right. Adrian Peterson against the Giants. Trust or bust? Is this a joke? What? You know. Adrian Peterson, Sean? Yes. Is Barry Sanders playing this week, too? Come on. It's over. It's over for Adrian Peterson. It's over. Rush for a thousand yards last year. Very sad. Career is over. He had a great career. Uh, I I understand that he missed a whole year of football, and that's that's the reason why he's still playing this year, because he's got fresher legs than somebody his age, and he also keeps playing because he's spending too much money on his personal affairs, apparently, for at least from what's being reported. Uh, that is me throwing shade at something that I don't know about. That's right. not what I usually do, but that's that's what I do. All right, let's go to do. the other uh, running back then in that game. Wayne Gallman filling in for Saquon Barkley. Trust or bust? Gallman will have... Gallman will have 14 carries for 57 yards... And Elijah Penny is going to score the touchdown for them on the ground. And the other rushing touchdown will come from Daniel Jones. No touchdowns from Gallman this week. Really? So he's going to get vultured. All right, uh, Will Fuller, Texans wide receiver. Do you trust or boss? Has, has Will Fuller done a squat of anything this year? He's done nothing. No. Has he done anything? I, like, I'm, Am I missing something here? Absolutely like, I don't nothing. think he's done any. The, so you're not their gonna... tight end, I never heard that tight end's name until last week. Akins, never heard his name before. And the guy had three catches for whatever he did and two touchdowns. Uh, Will Fuller is one of those guys that we want to be good, but doesn't end up being good. He's, he reminds me a lot of Dante Stallworth. Like, you want Dante Stallworth to be real good, 
And every once in a while, he'll have a two-catch, 147-yard, two-touchdown game. But in general, he's just a guy who runs really fast and really straight ahead. And I'm going to say I'm going to say bust right, again for Will Fuller. Your favorite football player. Jameis Winston threw for 380. Oh, yes. He's back. Uh, all right. He's, he's back, he's baby. Bust or will he be bust against the Rams? It's going to go very poorly for him this week at the Rams. Although I, I do think that that Tampa has shown more of a running game. And I'll tell you the other thing. The Rams offense does not look nearly as good as it did last year. Uh, Gurley is not who he was. Goff is not who he was. And so I think the days of the Rams averaging between 30 and 40 points are gone, although Tampa Bay's defense is, is really not that good. Uh, I think Winston has two or three picks in his future on Sunday. So of course you're going to say that. Nat- naturally, I'm going to say bust. Yeah, bust. I, I think oh, at, the end of, at the end of the season, Sean, Here's the numbers. Winston, 3,800 yards. Winston, 27 touchdowns. Winston, 22 picks, man. And new, and new team next year. New quarterback for Tampa Bay next year. All right, that'll do it for Trust or Bust. Coming up next, I've known Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports for 21 years, I think. And he'll come on our show next, and we'll run through last night's game, and then we'll look ahead to the weekend. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitch with you here live on the show. And uh, we have plenty more to come, so don't go away. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.
andro400.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Fantasy Freestyle The Seahawks traded Nick Vanette to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a 2020 fifth round pick What this means to me is that the Seahawks believe Will Disley is for real because they traded the other tight end there on the roster, right? Maybe Wilson's coming back, but that means they believe in Will Disley What it also believes is that Vance will make him dance. He's in a sling. He may be more injured. They may be looking for the other option there at tight end. But note that trade. Monday and Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Jamie Eisenberg. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Jamie Eisenberg. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. As promised, we bring in Jamie Eisenberg every Friday from CBS Sports and CBSSports.com. Fantasy Football Today. We have him for two segments. Usually what we do with Jamie is we look back at what happened on Thursday night and then look forward to the weekend. And so we will proceed with that. Jamie, thanks once again for being part of the show on this Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Our little league team had a scrimmage. We seem to look pretty good for the first scrimmage, and you know, hopefully things will progress from there, Jamie. You know, like we're we're coaching out awesome. there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, last night was the best Thursday night football game we've had in a while. Okay. So it was we we got some points there, Jamie. We got some uh, solid points. What was your overall takeaway from what turned out to be a very exciting game? And for the Packers, oh boy, they're going to be really seething after this one they really blew this one they had a couple chances to at least tie in this one yeah they they did blow it um you know i think not having Devontae adams at the end of the game there you know hurt them in terms of what they do in the red zone he's such a good receiver in the red zone so you know hopefully he's going to be fine that that would be my my biggest takeaway is that we don't have a extended absence for for adams with that toe injury uh you can run against green bay you know that was sort of um exploited to maybe the highest degree that we've seen so far this season because, you know, they, they get run on by Dalvin Cook. You could someone understand that. The Broncos guys run on them. Yeah. Maybe you can understand that. But when the Eagles are running on you to that level with Jordan Howard doing it, 
then it's like, okay, this isn't terrible, terrible run defense. And so um, it sets up very, very nicely for the Ezekiel Elliott fantasy owner in week five who they face. Not that any defense is probably going to slow him down, but this one is going to potentially make him uh, a Hall of Famer in one week. Um, I, you know, I, I think that the, uh, the thing I was most impressed with, honestly, is, is uh, the Eagles' offensive line because for what the Packers have been doing and getting after the quarterback, and you could say, yes, it was Mitchell Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, and Joe Flacco in three straight games, but, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't touched. He didn't have, uh, you know, these long extended drives from what he was doing throwing the ball, but converting the three touchdowns, I thought he was going to struggle. I, you know, for him to come out of this game with a lot of brutal games coming up for them, in the next few weeks, I think this makes you feel really, really happy about where Carson Wentz is and where this Eagles offense are. Yeah, in, in, interestingly enough, in, in some of the contests that I participate in, um, the uh, Westgate Super Contest and the Golden Nugget Contest, Jamie, I was actually uh, two losses back-to-back weeks, good weeks overall, but kind of fading Green Bay. And I did it the same this week. Jamie, I've I've watched the Packers play now all season long, and to me, they're the most paper 3-0 and of any team in the NFL. I'm not really sure what they're trying to do, uh, but why they would kind of mute the ability of Aaron Rodgers to try and focus in more on the running game. Maybe it's because of age, but I'm not really sure what their plan was. Jamie, Denver had a chance in that game to win. They gave that game to the Packers, and you're right. Lindsey looked good. Royce Freeman, who hasn't looked good in two years, looked really good against the Packers as well. And now I think we have to look back and, and wonder if Devontae Adams isn't part of this next week. Boy, like this could turn in a hurry for the Packers, in my opinion. I just I haven't liked what I've seen from them so far this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, you've got to wonder if Matt LaFleur is a good game planner for the start of the game and struggles with his second-half adjustments. Yeah. Because they score... I think if I saw, if I heard the stat correctly, they scored I think 60 points in the first half of their of their game so far, and like 20 points in the second half. So whatever's happening to them at halftime is not carrying over to what they started the game with. So I think what we saw last night is kind of what could be the norm moving forward because when they're playing better offenses, and that's going to put pressure on their defense. You're going to have to put the ball more in Rodgers' hands. They can't run the ball right now. You know, and if Bologna's hurt for any extended period of time, that's going to make these even worse. So, you know, you wonder what would have happened if Jamal Williams stayed healthy because we saw it in the Denver game. It was 60-40 in terms of the playing time. They were really going to him more than they were Aaron Jones. So is it an Aaron Jones problem? Is it an offensive line problem? Is it an offense problem? You know, so we'll see if Williams is healthy going into the Dallas game. But that was going to be a tough matchup anyway. You know, so I think if they have a healthy Devontae Adams, you'll feel comfortable playing Aaron Rodgers. If they don't have Adams out there and it's Valdez Scantling dropping passes and Geronimo Allison being inconsistent and Jimmy Graham at his age, you know, he played well last night. But it's going to be hard to say Aaron Rodgers is to the same level of where he was being drafted. Yeah. You think Jimmy Graham played well, Jamie? The, the, dropped the Well, he had some tough drops, but, you know, I mean, for a guy that went, you know, touchdown in week one, no catches, week two and week three, and then comes back and, and was featured a little bit, you know, Rodgers was talking about going into the game, about trying to get him more involved. And so I thought the, the touchdown throw was beautiful. He made a great catch, uh, but he had some tough drops as well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that, that's the – the right target for me with that team, for sure. Um, on the Philadelphia side, and by the way, we'll keep an eye, obviously, on Adams, because if he is out, then uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, who, by the way, I have on my teams. I know you're a big investor in him, too. It's like the week I play him, he does nothing. When I don't play him, he does something. You just hate that in fantasy, and that's the nightmare that it's been with him so far. Uh, on the Philadelphia side, 
I mean, we're four games in, Jamie. It looks like fifth-round, fourth-round selections of Miles Sanders are going to be at very best a flex option with the way Howard played last night. He uh, Howard just fed his way into more playing time, I think, going forward. Yeah, he should. He deserves it. You know, I, I we kind of said, at least, you know, from our perspective, and, and I, you know, I, I saw it this way a lot, is that Sanders is going to take some time to get going because of Howard, because of being a rookie, because of understanding pass protection and the nuances of the Eagles offense. But this is now going to be extended a little bit, like you said, because Howard is, is performing at the level that he's at. He scored a touchdown in week three against the Lions and looked great. The fact that he found the end zone, not just running the ball, but also catching the ball, that's a rarity for him. So I think they like him. Um, you know, it's the reason why they made the investment to trade for him. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a timeshare. You know, Doug Peterson's not the type of coach that wants to feature a run running back, and it makes it frustrating from our perspective. If you just watch Sanders run, he passes the eyeball test. Oh, yeah. Looks more explosive than, than Howard. But uh, from a usage standpoint, from a snap count standpoint, you know, it's uh, it, it's one of those things that they're going to continue to lean on both guys until I think it's pretty, pretty clear that Sanders needs more work and will hopefully start to get that. Yeah, I mean, the issue, too, is that it's not even like a 60-40 with Howard and Sanders. It's like a 60-Howard, 20-Sanders, 20-Sproles, you know? Like the third guy is the one that's really getting yeah. into the into the problem here, and it's almost like an old Smallwood deal where he uses three guys. It's not even the two, and that's you know that's kind of the issue there. Um, we, we did see 54 uh, more. We saw a ton of points last night. Uh, this one way, way over, even at the half you knew it was going to go over. Uh, before we wrap up with Thursday night in general, what, what are your thoughts, Jamie? Do you have like a steadfast rule about Thursday night games, whether or not to play guys in these particular matchups? Are you anti-Thursday night because of just the way that it's been in the past, or is it strictly matchup? How do you usually approach these games? Because I'm sure that it feels like in fantasy I get more questions going into Thursday night, sometimes than I even do in the weekend with people wondering if they should play guys because of the lack of scoring, except for what we saw last night. I think it's a you know, matchup dependent. You know, like I'll give you an example. One, one particular was last week with the Titans and the Jaguars. You know, thinking that the, the physical running backs like Fournette and like Derrick Henry, they can think seemingly, in a lot of cases, be successful because they're typically playing a tired defense. So when those guys are wearing on you, if they're going well, especially early in the game, by the end of the game, those guys don't want to tackle those big running backs. Yeah. You know, so I kind of approached it with those two guys. Like, I thought they would both play well. It didn't work out that way. You know, Fournette had the big run at the end, and Henry had the touchdown, but he didn't play very well. But in, in most cases, I think if you get those – physical running backs and things are going well for them, they could have big performances like we saw once upon a time from Henry two years ago against Jacksonville in that Thursday night game. So it's really matchup dependent, though, for the most part. I think you see, you know, when you have two offenses that are playing like the the Packers and, and Eagles when things go right, you know, which was the case last night, um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by the Eagles. I thought that the Packers would play well because I don't think the Eagles' defense is very good. And so it was good to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have that breakout performance and hopefully, again, that Adams is healthy moving forward. All right, let's close out with uh, Valdez Scantling, who uh, I know that you were high on going into the season, so I followed you, and I have him. And I know you're always transparent with wins and losses. It's still very early on in the season. Um, you never hope anybody is hurt, but obviously the game completely changes if Devontae Adams is hurt. I would think that that puts Scantling into a great spot moving forward. If Adams is healthy, do we look at it at this point as saying that, that Scantling isn't uh, a startable player at this point? How, how should we be moving forward with him? You know, he's had, uh, he had the big catch against Chicago, had a good game against the Broncos. Um, I thought he would do better last night. You know, he had the, the one touchdown that, he, you know, is going to get credit as a drop. It was a tough 
pass in the end zone in the in the mm-hmm. first half where you know Rogers just missed him on a little bit of a high throw, and then he's the one that had the ball bounce off his yeah. hands for the interception at the end of the game. So I think if, like you said, if Adams is out, then you're going to still want to hold on to Valdez Scaling, potentially start him. Um, if Adams is fine and healthy, then I think we'll see Valdez Scaling be one of those yo-yo guys where he'll get dropped one week. Like you said, you won't know when to start him. He'll have a big game like he had against Denver. You'll go right back to him and pick him up. And so, you know, I, and, and I'm not trying to you know hide from the fact that I touted him, but it wasn't like he was a – a guy that's a must play every week. He was one of those guys you take as a fourth receiver with the hope of him becoming a third receiver or better. And he just hasn't got to that level yet. He still might. We just haven't seen them throw very much. This was the first game where they kind of unleashed Rogers. Like you said, I don't know what they've been doing for the first two weeks, but they let him play. He yeah. looked fantastic. And so if this is going to be the Packers offense moving forward, I will absolutely hold on to Valdez scaling and expect big games to come Adams healthy or not, because if he's going to throw the ball 35, 40 times, there's going to be big games for Valdez scaling it moving forward. Yeah, I mean, a, a really crazy thing. The first three weeks of the season, it appears as though the Packers are moving toward more of a running offense, and then they get near the goal line a couple times, and all they're doing is throwing the ball and not handing it off to Aaron Jones. I mean, it's just, you yeah. know, so, sometimes you can't <laughs> predict this stuff. It just doesn't make sense. It's, but, a, uh, it, it's a bizarro marsh on this world. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to hang on to him for now, and... Uh, I got my seven points in one of the leagues I played last night. It wasn't a complete disaster. Could have been a zero for sure. And you're right. He could have had a couple of touchdowns, especially the last play of the game. But bad play call looked like there. All right. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, more with Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports and CBSSports.com. Seems like a lot of issues this week with kind of late injuries going into the week and some fumbling issues for a couple of players as well. More with Jamie next. Don't go away. point of Jay-Z being in charge of this to sort of like bring some edge and mm-hmm. yeah, real edgy going with J-Lo and Shakira. <laughs> they are ecstatic here in Miami. The week-long party from what I understand in Miami is you're going to see a lot of that. A lot of uh, pit bull. Oh, I guarantee you. Like if I was a yeah. sports book, I would set a line. Will pit bull appear with these two? And I'd make <laughs> it literally like minus 7,000. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? 
Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. Notre Dame uh, facing Virginia. Now we're looking at 12 and a half, and the leading indicator books are telling us this might even go higher. How high will it go? Will Notre Dame hit minus 14 against Virginia? And do you have a buy price on either team? Obviously, if you had a buy price on the Irish, oops, you might have missed it. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Jamie Eisenberg. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you on the show. We got CBS Sports' Jamie Eisenberg with us as we're getting ready for another fantasy football weekend. And, of course, uh, Jamie, you can catch over at CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter. At Jamie Eisenberg. Well, I think that the biggest story going into last week and now is transferred into this week, Jamie, is all of the new quarterbacks that are starting and this youth movement that there is in the NFL. Uh, were you impressed by any of the quarterbacks in particular to the point where you would say in your rankings that they've moved into the top 12 as like must start guys? Or do you need to see some more? from Jones and from Allen specifically. I know those kids both played very well last week. Jones is an easy one to buy into this week because of the matchup against the Redskins. I mean, they just made Mitchell Trubisky look like a competent and great quarterback. So I'm expecting him in his home start. You know that building will be excited and and electric, you know, just uh, trying to see if what he did last week is what the future is for the Giants. He looked impressive, you know, coming back from 18 points and getting his receivers involved. No Saquon Barkley, so the offense should roll through him even more. So I like the setup for Jones a lot for this week. The next two weeks, you know, when he's got to face Minnesota and the Patriots, it's easy to fade him. But for for week four, I think he's a, a starter. And just, you know, for, for context, I would start him over Tom Brady facing the Bills. Hmm. And then for Allen, I kind of feel the same way because I like what I saw from him. I don't buy into the Texas defense being that good. I also like to look at some of these intangibles it gets me in trouble from time to time but you know he was an Arizona kid going back to play the Cardinals last week he finished his college career at the University of Houston playing in Houston this week you know guys tend to play a little bit better that extra motivation tends to sort of shine through a little bit now not that it's going to help his fantasy production but I do think that he's got the opportunity to sort of show off a little bit and you know, in terms of Allen, you know, Jones is easy to look at because the pedigree is there. You know, Allen's not that guy, and, you know, he's a, 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 a seat holder until Cam Newton is healthy, and hopefully that will be the case soon. But you put any quarterback in a, in a situation where, you know, for whatever level you like these guys, D.J. Moore, a lot of potential. Curtis Samuel, a lot of potential. They played well through the first three weeks. Greg Olson's one of the better tight ends we've had in the NFL, and certainly when healthy has put up good numbers. 
uh, a North Turner system with Christian McCaffrey. There's a lot to like about the situation Kyle Allen's being dropped into. And like I said, you know, you look at this Texans defense, whether it's Davion Clowney missing or just some holes in the secondary missing guy like Kareem Jackson, you've seen now two or three games where quarterbacks have had success against them. Their names are Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers, but Gardner Minshew also played well against them. So I think those two quarterbacks in particular, I'm starting Kyle Allen in a lot of leagues because of some quarterback issues myself. I like him better than Brady. I like him better than Josh Allen. I like him better than Wentz. I don't think that'll work out because Wentz played great. But, yeah. you know, those are some name guys that, I, that I'm playing or, or have Kyle Allen ranked ahead of. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think Houston is another one of those paper teams. I don't like them at all moving forward. I, I mean, I, they, they, they win these games, like, in spite of themselves almost. Like, they, they need Watson to do something crazy in order to win games. You know that's going to change eventually. It's going to even out. Uh, okay, the other big news to talk about with Jamie Eisenberg this week is uh, is Melvin Gordon reporting to the Chargers. Now, this is one of those deals, Jamie, where like when I cover baseball and I know that you know, you've been uh, a very successful reporter in the past, I would love to know what's really going on here because do you think that it's just as simple as Gordon's back and he's going to play? Or do you think that there was like a backdoor conversation saying, hey, look, we can't trade you unless you play? Or is there a conversation of, hey, show up, we won't play you, and you'll just sit? Like, I don't know that I believe anything that the coaches are saying publicly. So this creates a little bit of a fantasy conundrum beyond this week. With this week, it's obvious what you do. You play everybody against the Dolphins. But how about moving forward? What do you think happens here with Gordon? I think the first thing you do is don't panic on Austin Eckler because there's enough of a sample size to show you that last year, when both were healthy, he was still serviceable as at least a flex option in PPR. And that was with clearly Melvin Gordon being the guy. So if the coaching staff and the front office and everything they said about Eckler during the holdout holds true and what they've done with him in the first few weeks of the season, then I think he's still going to be in a role where you're talking 8 to 12 touches on a week-to-week basis. And in PPR, where he should have the chance to catch the ball, that's still good enough to, to use as, again, at least a flex option. Plus, you know the situation of, let's just say, what the coaching staff is saying, that Gordon is right back into his usual role. He's missed time each of the last three years. So there's the injury so the scenario still coming up. And, and, Craig, you've been around sports enough, you've been around the NFL enough to know that holdouts, soft tissue injuries, they almost go hand-in-hand because the guys are not ready, they haven't been yeah. practicing, the game stays not the same. And so there's the risk of injury with a guy who's had an injury track record. And I'll say the same thing for Justin Jackson in deeper leagues, but he's the easy one to move on from next week. Don't do it this week because he can help you against Miami. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be a situation of, you know, they they, uh, they, they look at their record and they're one and two, and, you know, they told Gordon, you know, come back, and maybe if things go right, we pay you at the end of the season. It could be a situation where, you know, Gordon looking at it as, what am I doing sitting out because I'm not getting a contract extension the risk of injury, yes, is, is there for a guy that wants to get paid, but he still has to show up and play at some point at this year anyway. And he's always struck me. You know, I've got a chance to be around him each of the last three years at the Pro Bowl, uh, at the Super Bowl on Radio Row. He's always come across as a guy that cares about the game, not about the money, you know, not about one of those me guys. You know, he's, he's never really struck me like that. And so I think just the fact that he's been having to watch his team play, not being on the field, I think that's bothered him. You know, so... Um, I don't necessarily look at it as there's, there's something shady going on per se, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there could be a situation of if, if, the, if uh, you know, not, not the Giants scenario because they're not in the market for a long-term running back, but right, if a team right. that needs a running back makes a call to the Chargers and says, we'll give you X for Gordon now that he looks to be in shape and has a big game against the Broncos next week in week five, then maybe that's the situation the Chargers exploit. 
Yeah, and I think that's the scenario, Jamie, because otherwise, you know, to me, and again, I, I don't know him personally. I haven't met him like you have. It just doesn't make any sense to me why he would report now as opposed to the absolute last possible point. He saw this play out with Le'Veon Bell uh, almost perfectly where Bell sat out the season, got the big contract with the Jets. Why not wait three more weeks, show up, get your service time, and then move on with your life? And and I think that it's, it's got to be a scenario of the Chargers saying, hey, look, we're going to do our very best to move you. Uh, but again, that's just me speculating. I have no idea. And the, the only problem with that, I mean, I think you're right. The only problem with that is for a team that's going to acquire him, they're going to do so with either, okay, we're renting him for a short-term situation, right. and if mm-hmm. you're the Chargers who still have playoff aspirations, why would they do that if they feel like Melvin Gordon can help them unless the draft pick compensation is overwhelming, which it's hard to expect that to be the case sure. if it's just a short-term mm-hmm. rental. And then the other side of it is the team that is going to acquire him, if it's not a short-term rental, they have to pay him. And do you want to be the team that pays that guy with, again, the chance that he hasn't been in game shape and working himself back into that just because he may go off for a strong performance against the Broncos. So there's a lot of things that are still at play here with that. I think it's just a guy that wanted to play, and the Chargers were never going to say, no, you're not coming back. They would rather have him on the field. Yeah, no, we'll see. I mean, look, if, if Jamal Williams is out for any period of time and they're not running the ball, the Packers may you know, say, uh, here's, here's a four for uh, for the rental for the end of the season. And again, uh, it depends on also how you feel about the Chargers, too. I think they have a gimme this week, but then beyond that, I mean, do I see the Chargers as a 10-win team right now? I don't think so. A lot of injuries have happened there. But look, this is all speculation. We don't know the facts behind it, but it will be curious for sure. And really good point on Eckler, too. No panic with that guy. Guy's been good no matter what. Uh, okay, some injury issues have popped up this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Jamie... Uh, I have some grave concerns for the Colts without Hilton, man. Like, no luck, no Hilton. Like, I don't know how they win this game this week, even against the Raiders. I think it's going to be a dogfight. And then also, what in the world's going on with Chris Godwin? I didn't even see him get hurt in the game last week, and it looks like he may not play this week. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out, you know, um, uh, on Godwin. Hopefully he's out there. Uh, don't love the matchup for him, just given the, the defense against the Rams, but it's hard to bench a guy like that after he's, you know, played well in two of three games. Um, in terms of uh, the Colts, yes, T.Y. Hilton's injury would be you know, hard to overcome. But they are at home against Oakland, and I think it would be a big game for Marlon Mack. You know, that's a guy that they can lean on and still win the game. I think Jacoby Brissett would make some plays with his legs. And I also think the tight ends would come into play. You know, you're talking about um, Ebron and, and Jack Doyle, maybe their two best pass catchers, if in fact Hilton's not out there. And that's a matchup I think they can exploit. So uh, it's it's probably not a situation where you'd want to look at that for fantasy outside of Mac. But I think, you know, with George Kittle on a bye, I picked up a lot of Jack Doyle and PPR. I think you'd see him in that six catch range, you know, maybe 50, 60 yards and the chance to score. And so um, the other part of it is, would they give us a glimpse of who could be the second receiver moving forward? You know, it's supposed to be Devin Sanchez. He's out with the, the shoulder injury. Right. And is it Paris Campbell? Is it Deion Kane? You know, two young guys that they've talked up over the last couple of seasons and into training camp. Um, Kane last year, obviously, Campbell this year. Um, but if it's, okay, let's try and force the ball to Zach Pascal and Chester Rogers and, you know, just kind of see how it goes, then, you know, it's not going to be very pretty for this offense. Yeah. And I, and I, I just, I'm a little concerned about that game on paper. It looks like an easy win, but I, and there's no easy wins in the NFL. Um, the Giants didn't particularly do anything 
to inspire confidence beyond the idea of Gallman getting the carries. But Jamie, when he was fighting for carries with Andre Williams years ago, I thought Andre Williams actually could be pretty good. It didn't work out. Uh, I don't know. Like, is Gallman the answer? Should we be in one league? I stashed Elijah Penny just to say, ah, let me just throw a buck at this guy just to see what he does. Is there a scenario where Gallman shines uh, at all? Or, or or do you think somebody else comes in after this week? I know Ajayi is the name that everyone keeps bringing up. What do you make of Gallman? Uh, well, to answer your first question, is there a scenario where I think he shines? Yes, the answer is Washington. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, right, right, not right. good. And, yeah. and it's a short week for them having to travel. You know, it just sets up for Gallman playing well. This is a good offensive line. It's not a great offensive line. And the hope would be is that, you know, Jones – opens things up in the offense, but it's mostly the matchup. You know, again, I'll, I'll say what I said about Jones. You get past the Washington game, and then it's Minnesota and the Patriots back-to-back games. You know, I mean, Wayne Gallman could go for a buck fifty in a touchdown, and I still wouldn't feel comfortable starting him in those matchups those next two weeks. So uh, the hope is that he is the guy. You know, I think the fact that they did not bring in anybody else, at least as of, you know, Thursday, that you're talking about uh, maybe it's Penny, maybe it's Hillman, you know, a guy that was on their practice squad as secondary options, but they've been kind of a team that likes to condense their carries. And so if they're going to say, you know, Barkley was their guy, you know, it's easy to say he's going to get the you know 90% of the touches or 95% of the snap count, whatever the case may be. I think they probably would lean on Gallman to that extent. Um, I like him this week and then you'll just kind of see what happens moving forward. But yeah, they, they could make a, a play for a They can make a play for CJ Anderson. Those are the two names you probably heard a lot. Doug Martin, if he's healthy, you know, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. the guys that are out there of name value, Alfred Morris, you know, continues to uh, try out for every team. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if come, you know, week five, if they're not happy with what Gallman did, that they're in the market for a team, you know, they won't be a team that makes a trade for Melvin Gordon, just to kind of tie in what we were talking about there. But I wouldn't be shocked if they made a cheap offer to the dolphins for maybe Kenyon Drake or maybe Kalen Balazs as the stopgap until Barkley comes back, but also as a potential backup option for, you know, Barkley in the future. All right, uh, Jamie, let's end with uh, a good, you've been nails with these DFS options. You throw in a name out there and they're hitting every week. Give me, give me one good uh, uh, low term, low money DFS option this week. People should be playing in their lineups. Well, I mean, Gallman is, is certainly one, you know, he's cheap enough, but my favorite play this week, and I don't care that it's, it's chalky. If you've been following the matchups, it's Will Disley, you know, he's cheap enough on both FanDuel and DraftKings that, if you look at the first three games for the tight ends against the Cardinals, they've been absolutely off the charts, and they've scored better than some quarterback situations. When you talk about T.J. Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, and Greg Olson, Disley has now scored. He actually leads all tight ends in touchdowns. He's got three through three weeks, and that's not playing uh, at least a half in week one. He got hurt against the Bengals. So with what Russell Wilson has been doing, with Chris Carson fumbling and sort of you know the passing game stepping up a little bit, Disley against the Cardinals is well worth it. I don't care if he's going to be the most played tight end. You play him, and you sort of just sort of build your lineup out around him. There he is, Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports, cbsports.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Jamie Eisenberg, all season long. It's the way that you will get your fantasy information and win, no doubt, at the end of the season. Thanks again, Jamie. We'll catch up again next Friday. Have a great weekend. Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212. 212- 
212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Game time decisions. Patriot fans, they don't realize, like, they're in denial, right, that they're cheaters and stuff like that. Like, they act like it never happened. Like, they're like, oh, you just hate us because you're not us and stuff. We live in an era now, Cam, where people are, they're like, no, no, sky's not blue. It's not black at night. No, no. It's like, I don't know why Patriot fans, you guys get offended that people think you're cheaters when you've been caught cheating repeatedly over the last 18 years. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Before we go, we end the show with a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit velocity. And yes, we end the show with a little bit of baseball conversation. What a great night it must have been in Seattle to see King Felix shut it down for the final time. What a great career this guy has had. And that's what makes baseball so much fun is at the end of the season, you get these kind of romantic moments of players retiring, managers retiring, and I really thought it was enjoyable to see last night and to see uh, King Felix go out basically on his terms. Now, obviously, he could decide that he wants to pitch next season. His ERA is over six, and it looks like 
this is the end of the line. But what a nice, nice deal in Seattle to have all the fans there. And for him to acknowledge the fans, go into the stands, basically, at the end of that game, I thought it was great. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks again to Jamie Eisenberg and Brad Ziegler for being on the show. For my producer, Sean Guastamaki, I am Craig Mish. Full-Time Fantasy is next, and we'll talk to you again on Monday at noon. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya.